0: That's how it starts, the fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns, good men, cruel.
1: Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute, a rewatch podcast for Dawn of Justice, one minute at a time. Superman is headed to Gotham. Well, no, Clark Kent is headed to Gotham when last we left him in minute 37, taking the ferry across the bay is probably accurate, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we established that it's any specific
0: body of water, but I'm going to well, assume it's Gotham
1: Harbor. Yeah, and the port of Gotham, they talk a lot. So I'm going to,
0: yeah. Let's say bay. Yeah, it's too big for a harbor. It's, it's a bay or an inlet. Oh, God. A delta. Greater metropolis, Northeast Inlet.
1: So we return to Clark aboard the ferry. We are following him into his investigation into not the football game that he's been assigned. <laughs> This is our first look at not only Clark Kent Daily Planet reporter, but Clark Kent like delinquent Daily Planet reporter. Do
0: you think Perry knows? Obviously, he knows, but do you think he really cares that Clark is doing this, or do you think it's just kind of the antagonistic relationship that they have? I, th- I know he later he expresses some frustration with it, so it's not like he's like fully supportive of it. I guess I
1: kind of got the impression that it's obviously a puff piece. You know, it's it's meant to be a sentimental editorial. The underdog being kind of ground into the dirt and he's him giving it to Clark without even thinking about it kind of implies that Clark can make something of that, you know?
0: Yeah, true. I was going to say that he it seems like he's like the, the general reporter who is usually it's supposed to be like someone who just kind of covers everything. But it turns out in most newsrooms that like the general reporter is just the person that gets everything that nobody else wants.
1: Yeah. And I don't think he's even spoken in, in the Daily Planet office yet, which is a very yeah, clerk.
0: Not yet. Yeah, he's just giving like mopey faces. <laughs> he's giving side eye, but only for us to
1: see. Uh, we're going to see what story he will drum up in Gotham. Hey, you need to
0: get out of here for dark, unless you want to run into him. Don't listen to that nonsense. Only people scared of him. People who got reason to be uh, scared of who? Well, there's a new kind of mean in him. He is angry.
1: And he's hunting. We go from the ferry right into the apartment building where Kahina lives, right? And we're kind of... We discover this along the way that Clark has taken the newspaper story and is now trying to find this woman to find out more about her account with Superman. Which I guess we're kind of left to interpret. It's him... I guess I see it as him trying to find answers as both Clark and Superman.
0: She did want to speak directly to Superman and look him in his eye. Oh, that is true. That's a... I so didn't even make feels- that connection before, but he—he he literally, I guess that is resting kind of like you know that's resting on his heart because he she looks like into the camera and says that in the um in the other minute he feels obligated to seek
1: her out, which
0: I guess yeah. kind of speaks for itself after that. Yeah, I can't believe I never made that connection before, but that's I think very obvious that um he's following up on on exactly what she said there.
1: Yeah. Lois has been pulling at her thread. Now Clark is pulling at his own because we learn from her neighbors that Kahinaziri has been gone. Yeah, I guess we don't know it's a clue. We thought I don't really know what we're supposed to take away from
0: that, but it does seem. Yeah, well, it is interesting that she lives. Have they ever specified? I kind of got the impression that they were suggesting that she's from the village, but I guess maybe she, they're saying that she's an American, but her where she her lives in america knows. but her family is from there like why is she the one testifying if she's a like a gotham resident yeah these are all questions that clark is probably going to be getting into yeah would have been
1: i suppose if he right. isn't or he's given trying to a more urgent mission ahead of him i really
0: really like this scene a lot this is an ultimate cut yeah i'm very confused of all the i know that like five seconds here, 30 seconds there, you know, that's, that's how a movie is made up of, of five second pieces. And so it's really easy to like nickel and dime yourself into a four hour runtime, but man, how do you, how do you cut this from, from the theatrical cut when there's so much relevant about the things that like, people sort of didn't register about about Batman that I feel like is is set up here.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't want to dwell on it too much because it is... I like it so much. Like, I, I love... I'm going to give a shout-out. I'll give a shout-out first to the actress um, Satori Shakur, who plays the... I don't think she actually has a name. She's she's the mother that... The one that first tells Clark that Kahina she's is not, missing. Now, you said she's not even credited. Because it's completely... I think she is just woman squatter woman i think which kind of Mm -hmm. i don't really sure um i guess it speaks Mm -hmm. to the the level of housing that this is which is kind of i guess explains why clark is taken to be a police officer i love the the implications of that that
0: are breezed by so quickly yeah the only reason someone would be looking for someone is if they're a cop
1: exactly and and him saying i'm a reporter Gives the man like he has to stop and kind of pay attention. This is what I also wanted to say. I'm, I'm pleased to know your reaction here. This is Paul Miles Jackson, who is credited as poet. Oh, interesting. Which is one of my favorite details because every single line he speaks is, it might as well be poetry. (laughs) He's the guy who says, She's been gone. If she's smart, she got out of town and you'll get out of town too. The, the, it's it's just a fantastic way of introducing Batman. I feel like we get two introductions to Batman and they're both fantastic here. Yeah. The only people that should be scared of him are people who have reason to be. And then we get the fantastic scratch card. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new kind of mean in him. He's angry and he's hunting.
0: Yeah. So now we have <laughs> what? We're criminals. We've always been criminals no things have changed yeah. uh, feelings of powerless make Goodman cruel. We've got uh, new rules and yeah, and then he's a new kind of mean. Yeah. He's angry and he's hunting. So I don't know. What do you think this movie is doing with Batman? Can you, yeah.
1: and you know what? <laughs> I, I, I've just, I'm just kind of realizing it now. He knows his symbol. So this is poet has obviously been around long enough to know him. Yeah. For years, if not decades, and I guess I always read him saying there's a new kind of mean in him, implying that Batman, this guy, is a new kind of mean, when it makes more sense for him to say there's a new kind of mean in him.
0: Yeah, there's always been a kind of mean in him, but the kind of mean, he's always been breaking thumbs, but now he's branding people too. Yep. and I'm assuming he
1: hasn't spent the last 20 years saying, you should get out of Gotham. Yeah. Knowing what we know now about Batman, it, it would make sense that a person who uh, lives in the area that we know he operates is saying... Hey, if you're a reporter, you should get out of here, because this has become a dangerous place now because of this guy, because he's yeah. angry and he is hunting now. Basically, that's the the way that we're kind of given the implication with his exchanges with Alfred is he's a new kind of mean, he's angry and he's hunting for something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and and if something gets in his way, it's an acceptable loss. Yeah. He doesn't spell that out, but we you know, we kind of find that out a little bit that he's he's not above terrifying or or causing harm to I don't want to say bystanders we don't we never see him hurt like an innocent person everyone he he hurts yeah, yeah, or yeah. kills in this movie is like you know shooting at him actively it, but it's interesting that gloves are off the yeah the the woman says um that she says you only ha- need to be worried if you're if you've done something wrong or, or whatever she says yeah only people scared of him got um have got reason to be which I it feels kind of like maybe that's a holdover from what he used to be like and then the guy is like oh no no. It used to be that way, but there's a new kind of mean in him now.
1: He's seen more, right? Yeah. Than, than she has, I guess. It is kind of encapsulated in the in that one exchange. Is the idea of him is self justifying in that way, right? Like, why would you be afraid if you have nothing to hide? And then there's yeah. the guy who, the older man who's seen the this changing, saying, "No, no. Like, let's be clear here. It is worse now than it has been."
0: Well, and that also implies that what we saw with, uh, Cesar Santos was maybe not, not unique. And he's been shaking a lot of people down for information about the white Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it is that, you know, every other puzzle piece that he's, he's gone through looking for that is he wants answers and he will, you know, get them from whoever he needs to.
1: Yeah. And I guess this is where we get our first confirmation that Clark is not aware of this at all. He's just. Com- this has completely been out of his, I guess, scope. You know, of of what he's been paying attention to. That this isn't even made news across the bay in Metropolis. Is it? There is this guy doing this in Gotham.
0: Yeah. Well, I think not a big story because he's been around for a while, and we know that the press kind of knows about him. But I think partially it's in Gotham, but also the area of yep. Gotham it's in is just, you know. We don't report about crimes that happened to those people.
1: Yep. Cops there hear reports of screams heard from an abandoned building. Uh, okay, but they're, hold on, they're throwing a touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. I really love it. It is another um, one of the most iconic shots in my memory now after that ultimate cut came is poet holding up that scratch card with the. Yeah. Well, I want to know if he won something. With the first kind of thrum of the Batman music starting up behind it, that felt like a, hey, very Christopher Nolan touch. <laughs> I think from there, we, on that cue that Batman is angry and he's hunting, we cut to, meanwhile, <laughs> um, Batman is hunting. He's in an underground bare knuckle boxing match where uh, I think we kind of just get an introduction that Bruce is here so far. The real meat of this scene is going to be coming in the next minute. I suppose if you were, if you're judging like just this minute, one of the fighters falls into him and he whispers into his ear and the guy is really confused. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like we'll maybe leave the bulk of that for the next minute.
1: Or um, we'll just leave it with the mystery of- What did he whisper? What did Bruce whisper? Was it a woman's name, perhaps? <laughs> that would be a terrific reveal. Someone edit that. Martha.
0: <laughs> he just beats the dude down. <laughs> and then gives him a little nod, like- Or he he says Martha, and he beats the dude down, and he's like, oh, his mom's name must yep. not have been Martha, too. <laughs>
1: Welcome. I don't know. That was weird. I like <laughs> half swallowed that. Welcome.